And we're having the best time that Christians can have. We are just having a blast. So uh, tonight we're going to do a little teaching, a little a review or a, an investigation about two words that are in the New Testament that are all over it and that are so powerful that you may have already missed them. You may not have paid attention to them. So we're going to look at the two words called all things. All things. Now, as you know, faith is it's not complicated. It's not hard. It's simply stirring and reinforcing truth in your life until you believe it. Until you believe the truth more than you believe the lie. And so we can go into the Word of God and just go through scriptures. And it will reinforce things in us that not only is God for us, but that we can't lose with God. It's not like we're in a big battle. No, we're not in a big battle. Jesus was in a big battle. And he won that battle. And he said, y'all come up on the deck, up on the podium, you know, where they give the the Olympic uh, gold medal and silver and all that. He said, y'all come up there with me. Because I won it, but y'all are all in there. So uh, we're going to stir up our faith tonight. So turn with me, if you would, to your Bible, in your Bible to the book of Genesis, chapter 3. Genesis, chapter 3. Now let's just start saying something important. Let's just reinforce truth tonight. That's all we're doing is reinforcing truth. You know all of this. It's not information, but we don't need information. We looked at it Sunday. We live by revelation. Information, you forget it, but revelation, it impacts your life. It becomes a conviction. It becomes a part of the fabric and the network of your being, and you start living by it versus something that is not true. But here's, here's the, the premise. God, our God, is the God of the whosoever will. The whosoever will. Anybody can come to him, anybody can flourish in him, anybody can be healed in him, anybody can prosper in him, anybody can, it can climb every mountain and swim every sea in him. There's no, there's no caveat that says, yeah, but sometimes we have to suffer. There's none of that. You can get around suffering, suffering will come, tribulation will come, but you don't have to buy it. You know, fear knocks at the door, but you don't have to answer it. Hallelujah. So uh, there's none of that mess. You can have total victory. Amen. And so now in Alabama, you're going to have some hot summer days. There's not any known cure for that right now, except uh, uh, Mr. Carrier many years ago made the first air conditioner, and we, we don't exalt him, but we certainly recognize him. But I noticed that even though God is the God of the whosoever will, that the devil is the God of the exception. Look with me in chapter 3. Let's look in verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, what would the devil say to the woman? It's very subtle. It's very crafty. It's very scheming. What would he say? What was the most important thing he could say or the most divisive thing that he could say to any of us? And here's what he said. This is in chapter three of the Bible. He's just been introduced The closer things are to Genesis chapter 1, the more important they are in the Word and in the kingdom. And so we have to examine, say, if the devil could choose anything of his tricks and his plans, what would he say? And he said, yea, hath God said. And that's exactly what he's still saying today. Hath God said. Now, it may come in a different form. It may not be that God didn't say it, but then there's an exception you can be the exception to it. He loves to say uh, uh, that not only 
that God didn't say it, but that he didn't mean it. And if he meant it, he didn't mean it for you. Uh, he might say, he might reason into your mind. Special ones might get prosperous. Special ones might get healed. Special ones might get the job. But you won't ever quite qualify. You're the exception. I'm the exception. And this is his plan. That's his subtle uh, voice in you that says, yeah, lots of them will get it. And you've heard it and saying, why not me? Well, it's because you don't qualify. You got sin in your life. You, you messed up years ago. Uh, you're not as nice as you could be. Uh, you talk back sometimes or whatever. Uh, but Jesus is the God of all things. The devil is the God of the exception. But Jesus is the God of all things. Say it with me. All things. And uh, this word, all things, I looked up the definition of it. It's, uh, it's the same Greek word in the New Testament throughout. But the, all things means all. I'm just being smarty mouth there. Uh, all things means everyone, depending on the context. It means every way. Inclusive. No exceptions. It means whatsoever and it means whosoever. He's the God of all things. It means thoroughly. Now, that's my favorite part of the uh, all things. It means thoroughly. Not just loosely gathered up, and I wonder if we have everybody, and I wonder if everybody's comfortable, I wonder if everybody got what they needed. He's thorough. He's exacting. He's precise. It means as many as. So if there's 13, if there's 26, if there's 49, it's all things. Not 47, but 49. Or 50, whatever. And it means the whole, the W-H-O-L-E, the whole of anything and everything. So basically, we're just saying here, well, how can you say all things? This is how it's interpreted. This is the definition. So we're going to look at some verses tonight where all things is in the Bible. And I want us to stop and acknowledge what the truth is and then apply it to your life, my life, and say, he said that to me. And he included me, and he built a big deal about it. I was telling you all about uh, uh, there's people that have this gift, Joe Morris being one of them, and I was telling you about it the other day, that he, he, can, he can roll with anybody, and he does. He's, he's been with Prime Minister of Israel. He's been with all sorts of people. But I always noticed when I was a, uh, had a little church in West Texas, and you know he, didn't have, he could go anywhere, and he did. But he would come to our church in West Texas, and he would, he would play basketball with Colin. Colin was young then, and uh, he's still young, actually. And uh, he'd get out in the driveway, and they'd lay up and, and play, uh, play uh, what's that game you play in basketball? Horse, yeah, you'd play horse. So Joe Morris was all things to all people, and then he'd get me off to the side, and he'd just look at me and talk to me like I was the reason that he got up that day. Well, the point there is that uh, Jesus does that for us. He sits down with us and said, man, I've been lonesome for you. I have been. And you go, not me, Lord. You got me mixed up with somebody else. No, I, I've been lonesome. I've been spending all my day thinking about getting to spend time with you. We've got to think right. And we've got to understand how the kingdom is. Because our feelings will wander off, hath God said, hath God loved. Hath God cared for you? Hath God looked into your future? Hath God got a thought about you? And the flesh will say, not, not one. It's been tough. It's been rough. 
And the Lord will, will correct that. So 2 Corinthians chapter 13, let's look at a verse. You know, in the winter, we always say, or in my part of the world, we say, well, I'd rather have the hot than the cold. Well, that's always just until it gets hot. Okay, verse 1. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. This is telling us that when the term all things is used more than once, that it's important in the kingdom. Look what it says. In the mouth of two or three witnesses or other words shall every word be established. We were talking today or yesterday about some cults that use the Bible, but they're able to take a verse that's strange, like praying for the dead or uh, other things that are the virgin birth and take it out of context. And the verse is used one time about something that's dealing with something else. And they build a whole doctrine about it. You know, there are 144,000. Well, it is mentioned in there, but it's not talking about how many people are going to get saved. Predestination does not talk about anyway out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. So if you can't find it two or three times in the Bible, I just leave it alone. I mean, take it for the counsel it is, but don't build any doctrines. Don't go off uh, towards the Joneses with that. And so uh, don't spurn the truth in the Bible that's repeated and reinforced. That's my counsel to all of us tonight. If the counsel, if the word says something two or three times or more, that's what God wants us to hear. When, when the Lord Jesus would answer someone and say, verily, verily, the word there is translated truly, truly. Well, if the Lord just said truly, or if he didn't say anything, if he just said, this is how it is, we'd go, the Son of God has spoken. And then if he said truly, we'd go, wow, this is, he doesn't need to emphasize anything. But if he says truly, truly, verily, verily, it's major important. Well, here he's, he's got this whole Bible is full of all things. So look in Romans, we're going to zip around tonight, Romans chapter 8, and let's just begin. Praise God. Verse 28, and we know that, y'all say it with me, all things. We know that all things. Now, what's all things? It's, uh, it's everything. It's all things. It's whatsoever and whosoever. We know that all things work together for good. So when, when we get up with our life every day, we can have an expectation that every single thing, all things are working together for good. To who? To them that love God, to them who are the called or appointed according to his purpose. All things, all things work together for good. So I'm a machine. You're a machine. You get it, you open a grandfather clock and you look at all those gears and springs and pendulums and everything, and all things are working together to say 9 o'clock when it's 9 o'clock. Everything is working towards that one goal, that when it's really 9 o'clock, bingo, Grandpa is chiming at 9 o'clock. Well, that's the way our lives are, all things. In verse 32, look in verse 32. He that spared not his own son, talking about the Lord, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give, give, give us all things. How many things? All things. Everything. 
Well, I don't know about, you know, a jet. Well, if you don't need a jet, there's no need in us sending you a jet if you're, if you're just going to have to pay for airplane, airport space. But if you need a jet, Jesse and Brother Copeland and other people need a jet. I don't need a jet. You don't need a jet. But if you ever do need one, it's in all things. How will he not with him freely give us all things? Uh, look in chapter 11, right there in Romans. Let's look in verse 36. Oh, I love these verses. These are just so powerful. If you'll just let them sink in. And of him and through him and to him are all things. There's no other factors. The devil's not a factor. Your inheritance, your heritage is not a factor. Whether your, your daddy had diabetes or your mother died of this or got, it's, it, that's not who we are. Let me, let me back it up there. It says, and of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. I feel myself just getting stronger inside right now. Taking the exception out. Taking out that you're too little and you're too late and you're not spiritual enough and you didn't pray back then. And you, you called somebody a naughty name back in 97 and uh, and you just you just you're just you're just weighted down by calling them a naughty name. Wow, we've all called somebody a naughty name. I mean, maybe not the naughtiest name you ever got called, but you said something out of character when they mashed your finger. It says uh, in the Amplified, from fr- for from him and through him and to him are all things. Now here it is: for all things originate with him. And come from him, all things live through him, all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in him. Wow, that's a mouthful right there. All things, everything. Nothing is left to the devil or chance or to the flesh. The Lord's got us covered. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. You know, we could take any one of these verses and just ride into the sunset. Chapter 8, verse 6. But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things. God the Father, in whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. All things. The, the, the TEV. Would that be the English version? Or Thessalonians and... (laughs) Okay, it says, The Father who is the creator of all things and for whom we live. And there is only one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. Wow. We're not living in him. It's not because he's got the gate up. It's not because he's got the door shut. Everything, all things. Are there? We're, turn with me to Second Corinthians chapter nine. Oh, I'm just, I'm doing so good, not just preaching on every one of these verses. I, y'all can thank Jesus for all things tonight. <laughs> chapter nine, verse eight. Oh, this verse is so powerful. These are just such juicy and and sweet verses. Uh, Verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, 
that ye, don't y'all love this, always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Oh, let's read that one again. God is able. Well, let's just, let's just, let's just put that back in context. If God is able, he wants to. It sounds like he could, but he might not want to. Everything that God is wanting, that he's able to do, he wants to do. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So I would be the sticky wicked in that. I would be the one that wouldn't let him make all grace abound toward me. He's going to send it, but I could reject it. I could do some works. I could wait till I requalified after I had paid my penance for doing something naughty or sins of omission, sins of commission. I could, I could withhold. I could hold back the grace of God. But from his side, he said, I'm able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things. Now, if you listen to the Jesse video, he talked about that. He works it. And we may abound to every good work. Now, that's a verse right there that we could, we work on it every Sunday or two. We work on that. Ephesians chapter 1. Faith is rising up in your heart right now. It can't help it because faith comes by hearing the word. And we're hearing the word. We're, we're emphasizing how good God is. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. It's in the discourse here. We're just going to break in at verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might, to get, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own good will. According to the purpose of him who worketh, the one who loves us the most, the one that gave his life for us, is still on the job. He's working all things according to his will, his counsel. God's on my side. Y'all, he's for us. He's in. Not just, uh, well, I've been in Indonesia this month and it's been really busy over there. And I'm working with those Iranians and seeing if I can get those things straightened out in the Saudis. And, you know, it's been really busy. And so I may have dropped a few things off and didn't get all things. All things. He's just, he's he, like I said about Joe, he's just can't wait to get to you. And he just stays and stays and stays. He's not in a hurry to get away. He's working out all things. Verse, uh, verse 22 in that same chapter it's talking about, uh, in verse 21, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, far above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Praise God over all things. This is very inclusive. This is very airtight, so to speak. And there's no exception to this. Well, except when it's really tough, or except when, except when there's a recession, or except when you don't cooperate. Nope, every time, all the time. Ephesians, look in chapter 3, look in verse 9. I'm enjoying the hound out of this, actually. Verse 9, and to make all men see 
Let's go into verse 8. Unto me, who is, am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. The fellowship of the mystery. That literally means what their part of the mystery is. Which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God. Who created all things by Jesus Christ. Who's the creator of all things? The devil gets nothing. He didn't do anything. The angels, they're good, they're good boys. Uh, we like angels, but they didn't create a thing. They were created. It's, but God, Jesus created everything, so it's good. He looked out there in Genesis and said, this is good. Amen. Colossians chapter 1. Now you understand, I've, I'm missing, I'm leaving a lot of it. I'm not getting all of them. I cherry-picked these because I knew y'all would fall asleep about page 4. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16, For by him, so it's, it's talking about thanks to the Father in verse 12, And for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things, thrones, principalities and powers, dominions, all things were created by him, and look, look, and for him. And he is before all things. Oh my, here he comes. And by him all things consist. He's the beginning and the end. If there's anything that's not right, it's because there's a perversion of some kind. The devil is trying to get the monkey wrench into the gearworks. But we've been given all power and dominion over him. And so all things are working together for good. Because we have the greater one on, on in us. And he's working out all things. Uh, let's see. 18. I missed a verse. And he is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence? Y'all, we solve every problem. We, we fix every situation by Jesus. He is the answer to everything. There is no situation that he didn't originate, the elements in it, and they have to bow their knee and confess with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. If we get Jesus over it, it will come into line. Now, if I'm in charge of it, it could go anyway. I can testify. Stuff goes every way, which way when I'm in charge. But when I get Jesus in charge, it always does good. In verse 20, it says, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. All things. We just got looking through it. Dominions and powers and principalities. By him to reconcile all things unto himself by him, I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. There's nothing getting away from the Lord. There's nothing that's out of his grasp, out of his control, out of his dominion. We are the only thing that can reassign the will of God. 
It's you and me. We are so powerful that we can actually take the will of God and turn it another way. But if we leave it alone, if we agree with it, if we jump in with him, all things work together for good. Amen. Look in 1 Timothy, if you would. You can see we're winding this down. If you look in the concordance, you'll find all things goes on and on. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 13. I give thee charge in the sight of God, who quickeneth all things. I think one translation says, uh, makes alive, restores, replenishes all things. And before Jesus Christ, who before Pontius Pilate witnessed a good confession. We're, we're looking at uh, uh, who quickeneth all things, all things. Doesn't quicken some things. If you'll get, if I'll get my life before him, there's trouble in my body, there's trouble in my money, there's trouble in my marriage, there's trouble in my whatever. Whatever's going on in your life, he wants to quicken it. The word there really means to resurrect. It's the same word. Romans chapter 8 uh, talks about uh, he will quicken your mortal body. And the word is resurrect there. Praise God. Uh, verse 17 right here says, Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God. So he said, uh, he didn't say get rid of the rich. He just says, tell them to trust in the living God. Did y'all get that? He didn't say money's bad. He just said don't, don't use the money to be high-minded or give your trust to it. But in the living God who giveth richly, oh, I love this, y'all. I hope you have a big star by it. Who, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. I'm telling you, if you ever had fun in the world, it was nothing compared to the enjoyment and the pleasure and the fulfillment and the satisfaction of being in him. All things he giveth us richly not just a little dab, I'm going to throw you a bone, you better enjoy it because I'm fixing to jerk it back. No, who giveth us richly, overflow all things to enjoy. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm getting 17 different messages about the future. Oh, it's so rich, it's so good. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 2. Let's go to verse 1. God, who at sundry various times and in divers various manners spake in time past unto the fathers, by the prophets, hath in these days, so there's a mode change there, spoken unto us by his son. Or you could put there, I have a little arrow that points to the word. When he speaks to us by his son, he's speaking us to us by the word. Whom he hath appointed heir, talking about the son, heir of all things, and by whom also he made the worlds. We're just lifting up the Lord Jesus tonight that's been endowed with everything that heaven has, and he is freely giving us all things. Um, verse 3, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Oh my. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, and it goes on there. Uh, Upholding all things by the word of his power. All things. So you got a trouble. It's not, it's not unique. It's not uh, 
special. It's common to man. You think, this is the worst anybody's ever had. No, it's not. But it has to come under that dominion. Hebrews chapter 3, look in verse 4 with me, please. For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Yea. 1 John 3.20. 1 John 3.20. The word says, For our, if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart. Excuse me. Went a little fast there. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. He knows everything. He can sort it out. 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter. Oh, that one's out of order then. Peter comes before John. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Let's look in verse 2. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. Let's just stop there and just take a moment to thank the Lord that he is, his divine power hath given us all things. If it's not in your possession and you need it, it's on the shelf. Just take it. Release your faith to put it into your life because it's there. It's been it's on the shelf, sort of like a grocery store, and it's marked. Pamela, it's Mark Deborah, it's Mark Melissa. No Leroy's touching that thing because it's not theirs. <laughs> There's enough for everybody. Oh my. His divine power hath given unto us all things. Um, yeah, and I have Mark 9 23. Jesus said, If thou canst believe, if, if you can believe, what's the next two words? All things are possible to him that believeth. So if we can believe, all things are possible. So we're, we've been talking about who God is, the Lord Jesus, but now I want to talk just for a minute about what the Word says. And it is this long and this wide what the Word says to us to do concerning all things. But um, I said something yesterday, the first time I'd never, I think I'd said it, I said it to somebody. And I said, nobody believes beyond their willingness to do. We say, I believe the Bible, but the truth is we only believe the part that we have put into action. Pastor West always says, he'll read a verse, uh, a promise, and he'll say, what if that was true? It just it inspires me. What, if, what would be, your life be like if that was true? Well, yay, yay. So let's, let me just, um, let's go back to Romans chapter 8. I'm, I'm almost through here. Because we could just dig in, but you, we all get the point. We're here. Romans chapter 8. These are verses about us. Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Verse 36, that is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Is that true? He says, verse 37, Nay, nay, in all these things, even these things that... Uh, killed all the day, accounted as sheep. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. In all these things. There's an extra word in there, all things. And it says all these things. We are more than a conquerors. Everything. There's just 
No situation that's ever come on you that you are not more than a conqueror in that situation. Philippians 4.13 says, My God... Uh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. That's verse 19. Verse 13 says, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So we're praying for... Uh, I heard Jesse say he prays for joy because the joy of the Lord is his strength and he can do all things through that strength. Praise God. Mostly it's just enduring. It's just not giving up before the answer comes. 1 John 2.20 says, You have an unction from the Holy One. What's the rest? And ye know all things. Uh, Verse 27. I didn't write that one down. Let's see what 1 John 2.27 says. It says, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as that hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. So the Holy Ghost will teach you all things. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, Third John 2, you know that one. It says, Beloved brethren, I wish or I pray that above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. All things. Above all things. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And my last one is in Revelation chapter 21. Revelation 21. Let's look in verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. We could have looked in 2 Corinthians 5 where he says, If any man's in Christ, he is a new creation. Behold, all things are new and all things have passed away and all things are become new. Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. In verse 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. He that overcometh. Well, uh, we looked in John just now, First John, it says, Who is he that overcometh the world? Even our faith. What is it that overcometh the world? Even our faith. And here he said, He that overcometh, so anybody that's in faith, shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So we're going to go back just to the original statement that says, The devil wants you and I to think, to believe, to act on, that we are the exception. Not exceptional. He wants us to believe that everybody's going to win, but, but you didn't. And he's telling everybody the same lie because of this and because of that. Hath God said? Well, we just proved it tonight. God said. God said. Amen. Well, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless, bless, bless his holy name. Amen.